0: Pickaxe. Hello, and welcome back to The Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast and your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I'm Matthew Tofflow, and I'm joined as ever by Billy Garrett-John. Hello, Billy. Merry Christmas, sort of. It's
1: Christmas! (laughs) It's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) is. (laughs) 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 And I am absolutely... Baking in this office. It is so <laughs> hot in Auckland. It's like still 24 degrees and it's 10 past nine in the evening. Wow. Holy shit. I mean, I'm fr- through my arms. This room ass off. has just been cooking all day and I'm now sat in it with everything shut because the bugs in this country are fucking mental. Right? Any lights that they find, they will make a beeline for. Stel found a spider in this office about that big a couple of months ago. It wow. was like a. It was a. It was a huntsman, basically. Shit. So did she?
0: Did she remove it and then tell you?
1: No. So I got back, and then she started like looking at me weirdly and pointing and shooting like electric bolts from her fingers, and then I realised it was stuck to her back. So you know <laughs> that was a bit freaky. Um, yeah. No, I wondered uh, where you
0: were going with that. At first, I was like, <laughs> "Shut the
1: No, that was just a, That was a heavy night. So uh, yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Of course. This is not the only Christmas coverage you're going to get from the review of death towards the end of December because we have the church on Ruby Road coming on the 25th. So keep an eye out on social media for when our review of that drops uh, because we're still kind of working out times and stuff. But we'll let you know. It's awkward because Um,
0: it's it's Christmas, isn't it? And everyone's all over the place at Christmas. So uh, it's going to be a tricky one, but we will will endeavour to get it out ASAP. Um, And obviously we'll probably be too full of food and drunk on Christmas Day to really talk about Doctor Who?
1: I think that's probably the best time to talk about Doctor Who because at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Janice Goblin, whoa, I tell you what. Um, I'd fill her a stocking. Okay. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, it is uh, time for us to talk about an episode of Doctor Who that we've already reviewed, Matthew, on yes. uh, your YouTube channel. Yeah, and on the Rod of Old. The Rod of Old in the, old, uh, in the old black scrolls. Yeah, uh, we talked about this. Um I would not encourage anybody to go back and watch it because well, maybe because the the, the views I think might be slightly different at least on my end. Uh but, <laughs> you know, we don't stand by anything we said back then. Uh, no. It is not uh Rod Limited does not sign off on that. Yeah, it's not it's, representative. It's
0: it's not canon anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not anymore no 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 no. after the reboot uh, of,
0: of this podcast anything anything before after
1: the the by regeneration of rod where we split <laughs> yeah. into the podcast form yeah um yeah that that's not canon anymore so um we are talking about the husbands of river song the 2015 christmas yeah. special
0: is, um, is, is there any news have we got any news to talk about in the meantime Doctor oh, the who's on, on this weekend Ha- oh yeah, the new. We Sonic. haven't talked about the Sonic Screwdriver. Let's talk about that because obviously this story, okay. "Husbands of River Song," also kind of debuted um, the new Sonic Screwdriver for Peter Capaldi. He Gets it at the end of the "Husbands Bent, doesn't of he? River
1: Song." Has four different fucking Sonic devices in it, which we'll get to. But four. Don't think really? about it too. H- oh, yeah, okay. it does. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I I like the new Sonic because it's nice to see a departure from a dentist's implement. I think.
0: I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily sold on the shape, I gotta say, but I do think that it will make a good toy. Because, you know, when he was showing off the prop and was like, oh, this comes out and this does this, and you know, you can slide it around like a flip phone or whatever. I think all that stuff for a toy, I think that's gonna be really cool. Um, and you know, especially in this era of all children have got ADHD. And they're all fidget spinners and all this kind of shit. Oh so, uh, you know, yeah, it's you know it's it's going to be good. You know schools everywhere. They'll be like, oh, little 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 Barry over here. He can't concentrate. <laughs> have a go on the sonic Man. screwdriver.
1: No <laughs> children have been born in the last fifteen years that are called Barry. Let's well, just I be honest g- with I ourselves. Was gonna, I was going
0: to say little <laughs> Billy, but then I thought, wait, you are Billy, so that's just going to confuse people. Um, and Barry it's, for yeah. some reason was the first thing that came to my
1: head. <laughs> oh my god. It's nineteen sixty-eight. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I oh my god, this chair always catches me by surprise. I um I like the Sonic, that yeah. is gonna sell like hotcakes at Christmas. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I guess we'll
0: just have to wait and see when it comes out. I got a funny feeling. Because nothing's been, you know, like when the 14th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver was announced, you know, the next day or something, wasn't it? You could pre-order the toy. So I reckon, I wonder if because this is just the Christmas special, I wonder if they've sort of said, well, why don't we like launch all the merchandise for when the series comes out? or like just before the series yeah. comes out. I think that makes more sense, because I know some people are like, well, where's our shooty Gatwa figure, and where's our this, that, and the other? And as nice as it would be to have all of those things, I think if they want to do a big publicity launch with merch and everything else, it makes more sense to do it in the new year before the series comes on for eight episodes and not just do it right before Christmas. And obviously people have bought their Christmas presents. You know? you can't. I, I can't mm. imagine, you know... Little Barry turning around to his mum and dad and going, <laughs> Mum and daddy, I want the new Doctor Who sonic screwdriver. Oh, yes, how much is that? 30 quid. Fuck off, we've already bought your presents, you little shit. Fuck off, Barry.
1: <laughs> um, if you're a uh, rodder and you're called Barry, we greatly apologise. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> It's your yeah. fault <laughs> So uh,
0: I, I reckon it's that I reckon that's probably the reason why
1: I, I, I'm just flabbergasted We don't have a meep in time for Christmas
0: I know I, I am disappointed that there are no There is no or
1: meep merch like a 14th Doctor uh, uh, Not thing Stretch Armstrong where you can drop his jaw down
0: Oh my god that would be amazing That would be so good <laughs> Hire me character
1: options yeah. I'm here all year
0: <laughs> Very good. No, I like that. Um yeah, so I guess we'll just see on the merch stuff. It's it's going to come eventually, but I, you know, pe- yes. you know what people are like they want it. Here they want it now.
1: And I think you've said already there's probably a bit of hesitancy from retailers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About stocking their shelves with stuff because um you know it, it became increasingly difficult for them to shift stock. Definitely, uh, towards yeah. the end of the Chibnall era, or during, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, I
0: mean, Doctor Who as a brand, in terms of merchandise, yeah, became something of a a dead weight, really. I, I think after I, I, you can sort of see it in the Matt Smith era starting to trickle off. I think after the fiftieth, because there was just so much stuff. You know, everyone wanted a piece of that pie. You know, you could get Doctor Who anything, and then I think once Capaldi came along. And his launch wasn't quite the success that I guess people hoped it would be. And then I think when Jody was announced, everyone was like, "Oh, okay, well this is a chance for a fresh start. We'll take a punt again." And then that wasn't quite the success that people expected it to be. Um, I mean, you know, it's, we would be we would be lying if we said, you know, why did the BBC Books range stop? You know, because they just weren't shifting. Yeah. You know um for for you know with her doctor uh and you know obviously character tried a big push with a full wave of figures and all this kind of stuff and you know then that disappeared subsequently so uh, yeah i think retailers are probably quite hesitant to back the doctor who horse until they've seen oh actually you know people really are watching this and people really are interested in buying the stuff um so I we'll think see. it's the
1: international market that's going to help them yeah. come to that conclusion because yeah. we are now starting to see promotion for Doctor Who uh, on Disney Plus in Australia yeah, um, and out in the public in the United Kingdom, of course. But um, yeah. it is starting to get that reach. Yeah. I think it's starting to get that buzz. Um, And so once they realise that it's not just localised to B&M's in Coventry, um, well, that's it and actually you know we can go into stores all over the world um that will be when stuff starts to pick up. So you know I see a lot of people talking about character and sort of being negative about lack of this figure, lack of that figure. yeah um maybe if the show becomes huge internationally, yeah, would it be time for I'm not saying that it would happen or they would be interested but a Mattel or a Hasbro, to pick up that license, do you think that's possible? I don't know. Possibly Hasbro.
0: I don't know if because Hasbro, Hasbro, I think have got more of they've got more of the big IPs. You know, they've got Star Wars. They've got all the Marvel stuff. Um, I uh, so maybe, um, but I think I think if that were to happen, and there were to, there was to be a sudden explosion. You know, and character were like, "Oh, actually, you know, we can we can make money, and then we can put that money back into tooling lots of different things." Um, then I don't see why character wouldn't just be like, "Well, we'll just jump on board and and, and up the ante." Um, I mean, the passion to make the stuff is there. You know, we've had Al on here, and he's keen to do stuff. Um, you know, and I've heard him on other podcasts. You know, sort of reminiscing about the the, the good old days. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know really. I just think, and obviously the other big thing which people seem to forget is that the the whole retail market for figures and stuff is so different now compared to where it was. You know, we're going back nearly twenty years. Um, I think people sure. seem to forget that. Um, you know, so many of you know, like Woolworths is gone, Toys R Us is gone, um, the Entertainer they can be quite particular about the sort of stuff that they stock. So. Yeah, it's, it's
1: difficult, really. Um, the landscape it's is very It's an interesting different- market here because I feel like it might be more akin to the States where you have racks of toys, do you know what yeah. I mean? In, in like sort of not supermarkets, but the yeah. equivalent of a Wilco. So yeah. out here we have the warehouse, yeah. or the, the, the w- 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 what if and it's shelves of stuff. And I was going in and I thought, actually, some of this stuff is really neat. Like they have these sort of throwback Star Trek action figures that have oh, yeah. card backing yeah, and that stuff. I don't know if it's appealing to little Barry, yeah, but it's cool looking, mm. you know, and of course, you know, Nerf guns everywhere. Maybe yeah. stuff like playsets, tardis's Sonic Screwdrivers is a route into the action figure range blossoming yeah. again because yeah. kids want stuff with Bells and whistles and, yeah. um, you know, AR integration on their mobile phones. Yeah. So maybe that's a route for the, the series to go. Well, this is
0: it. Like, Annie and I watched, uh, we watched Trixie Mattel going through the, uh, the hottest toys of Christmas 2023. And it was crazy watching it because all of it was, like... AI stuff you know it was like Furbies and things and they all talked and they all you know there was all this interaction stuff but as for like you know there was not like an action figure as the hot toy or you know anything like that Mm. it was all this kind of technological stuff so I think that's the other thing is that people forget that in order to in order for a toy line to be successful you know we need parents buying it for kids it's, you know, I, I know they people turn around and say, oh, but they'd sell loads because the 50 of us on Twitter who have said we'd want a Sasha Dewan master will buy it. But unfortunately, those 50 people aren't enough to finance the tooling and all that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, d- the action figure stuff is very much a collector's domain yeah. um, on, it's the, becau- on the most It's part. clear
1: when you look at the fact that, you know, all of the stuff that's come out with the exception of B&M over the last, what, two years or something has been the character yep. online exclusives and even yep. the stuff that's come out in B&M has got that seal on it, collector's edition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, It's being traded on a bit like when Doctor Who was off the air and Doctor Very Who became so. a kitsch item, like you'd get a talking Dalek for your dad because he watched that weird show when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, Or a Dalek apron or a Davros commemorative plate or whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah, um, e- exactly. And I mean, going back to what you said about seeing Star Trek in um, in the shops over there, um, Playmates, who just got the, the license to do Star Trek figures from across, you know, all of the different series, they made an announcement the other day. They did two waves, I think, last year, and they've dropped it. They've said they're not selling enough. So, you know, you think a big thing like Star Trek, which has got so many series going out at the moment you know it's not just one series they've got animated stuff they've got other spin-offs and things you know which is obviously what doctor who is trying to do doctor who is trying to follow that format at the moment you know if they can't shift stuff then bloody hell what, what hope has doctor who got so i think things like that people need to bear in mind i know people obviously were going to listen to this and say, well that's star trek that's not doctor who you know doctor who's much better or whatever um but I think you just need to realise that it's all cut from the same cloth and there is just a shift going on.
1: Um, you know, we just need to be aware that things ain't what they used to be. Ain't that the truth? Um, one thing I think that did hamper merchandise, you know, years ago, was the whole thing of split seasons and that did not help. the show yeah. being off the air for 12 months at a time, unless you were watching class and who the fuck was watching class. So, uh, that brings us nicely on to December mean, the 25th. You mean
0: character options didn't <laughs> release a figure of a PE
1: teacher that you can pour the dragon out of his anus swap. But that's at least interactive. That's a nice playset. Well, that puts well, me in the mind of that Jabba the Hut that g- oozed goo. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the hot toys this year is a monkey
0: that shits itself and then you fling its shit at people. <laughs> so... So, you know, we we could have had that. Shitting out a dragon oh. or whatever it is.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. Oh man. Oh god, it's so hot in here. Right. Uh twenty-fifth of December twenty fifteen, Matt. This yeah. was the last episode of Doctor Who to come out until the next Christmas special, December twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. With the exception of course of the introducing As Bill.
0: Um, yeah. thing
1: that happened. Was that Children in Need or Comic Relief that year? Uh, I can't remember. I, why do I feel
0: like it was like after the football or between the football, just before the football was about to start?
1: You're right. Or oh, was it badminton or uh, badminton, fucking Wimbledon or something like yeah,
0: that? Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it?
1: Bonkers. I- um, Yeah. So this was the last TV story. The Husbands of River Song, by the way, is what we're talking about today. Uh, before the dreaded production break of 2016. Um, Just to give you a bit of context, at the time, Private Eye reported, BBC staff have recently been informed that showrunner Stephen Moffat's commitments to his other hit show, Sherlock, mean there will be no full series of Doctor Who in 2016. I think, wasn't there some excuse given at the time, or maybe that was for Series 7, B and A being split, that the BBC were like, there's just so much content this year. We oh, just yeah. can't fit Doctor yeah. Who into our schedule.
0: I think that was I think that was series I think that was under Matt Smith.
1: The, yeah. Was that around the time of the Olympics? There was
0: the Olympics going on and they were like, oh, you know, we want we want Doctor Who to get the the limelight, you know, we didn't want it being shared between that and the Olympics. It was really weird. It was like such a bullshit excuse. <laughs> such a bullshit excuse for like We haven't got any scripts yet Of <laughs> the scripts, so I'm ready in time.
1: Christ almighty, so I, I can't wait for the collection. <laughs> well, uh, yes, apparently, r- uh, rumour has it. Can't wait for the collection sets about that season. Yeah. Um, yes, so we have reviewed this story already, as we said mm-hmm. earlier. Um, yep. But before watching that, what did you remember of the story? And what were your expectations going back into it again? I'm guess- guessing for the <sighs> first time since the initial broadcast.
0: Um, no, actually I've watched it since then because I, I watched it. I wow. caught up when I was doing my big doctor who run through. Um, it took so long to do that Peter, Peter Capaldi sort of almost came and went. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I did, I did watch it again then, I think, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you've watched the old video, you you will know that I was not enamored with this story. By any means. Um so when you, I mean, obviously if you watched the last episode, if you watched our review of the giggle and saw at the end Billy telling me we were doing the Husbands of River song, my reaction will have been enough to to gauge exactly how I felt about this story.
1: This has been uh, a long time coming, because I'm sure when we were recording in the studio back in Bristol I told you, and your yeah. reaction was the same.
0: Yeah, we were we've been talking about this for a while. And I I I actually knew what was coming. When you were saying it, I was like, oh, he's gonna say Husbands of River song. But I was I was kind of hoping you'd maybe forgotten. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not a story that I was ever particularly fond of. But I'm going to be honest. Although I was sort of a bit hesitant to watch it, and I was like, "Oh, do I have to?" I did sit down. Uh, you know, Annie and I sat down to watch it, and she was really up for it. She quite likes the story, and I thought, "Well, look, I I will try and go in with a, a fresh perspective." And you know, Jonathan's not here either, so it's not like he's, yeah, he's sat not going to inform you. He's not there going. God this is so stupid. Oh, you know doing all that sort of stuff. So I thought I in a am in a safe environment. Um but unfortunately even that was not enough to tempt me over uh because I still came out at the end thinking oh it's just it's just not my my type of doctor who. I think that's it. It's just it's Annie said oh it's it's a bit like it. she said imagine it's like a pantomime and I said yeah that's the problem. Mm. I don't like pantomimes. And although I understand the, you know, I understand what she was trying to say. Um, and I know a lot of the delivery, particularly at the start, because the start is all um, very farcical. You know, the whole beginning of those stories are farce. It's only really until you get to the final act do things get sort of serious. Um, but you, I feel like even the actors, not Peter so much, but I definitely think Alex Kingston is sort of sending it up a little bit, you know, and the whole the whole gag that she doesn't realise it's the Doctor, which is so dopey because it's so obviously him, you know. You don't need to be a frigging <laughs> rocket scientist. Who else
1: dresses like that? Come on,
0: exactly. That's it, and I think that's what we said last time. No one else wears a, a lovely velvet coat like that. Um, yeah, on so- the velvet
1: coat though, I don't. It didn't pop on screen like I remember it doing because a lot of that is is quite low light it's very low light so, isn't it yeah especially in the dining stuff in towards the end of the story yeah and then of course he changes out for like the the biggest scene of the entire episode at the end yeah um into that bonkers costume what was it with cravats and dressing like a fucking undertaker he does I the same know. thing on uh mummy on the orient express and yeah yeah
0: and it doesn't it's not a really a look
1: for him he's like he no looked,
0: he looked so good he's so striking in the in the in the slimmer fit Crombie coat. Yeah the it Melbourne. ruins
1: the silhouette Yeah you know? he,
0: look, he looks sort of boxy he looks like he's mm. stolen another man's clothes because it just doesn't <laughs> look like it fits him very well um, so You're yeah right. that's weird and I mean I guess the cravat maybe he was like I want to be like John Pertwee uh, and they were like well alright then um, but it is that, yeah, that we is weird Can we get your
1: can we get your best Peter Capaldi impression please
0: Oh no, (laughs) no, I can't do. I can't do Peter Capaldi.
1: Oh no, by the way, Um, (laughs) no. Uh, uh, Yeah, well, I'm not totally shocked that you came out of it with the same impression. Yeah. Were there elements of it that you enjoyed more this time, for whatever reason, or things that you probably went? (laughs) oh it's bloody stupid when you were watching (laughs) it back in the day that you actually Um, thought go on then
0: um, let me let me quickly skim my notes Uh, I mean there's little little bits and bobs that I that I appreciated you know I appreciate the little reference with all the doctors that's nice fun Um, I love you know the Harmony Shoal thing when the guy pulls his head apart that is such a gruesome thing especially to have on Christmas Day Um, that's a real cool image and that was great. Um, and I think really the, the one, my biggest takeaway from rewatching this was, wasn't Peter Capaldi such a superb doctor, even doing humorous stuff. He's just, he, he manages to just balance it all on so many levels.
1: He's brilliant. There is something, I think I've said it before. There is something cosmic about Peter Capaldi's performance as the Doctor. It's, I think I've said this before, it's Bowie-esque. Just the way he holds himself, he is from somewhere else. I don't know if that means that Scots are just predisposed to playing Doctor Who because it seems (laughs) like all the best Doctors, (coughs) fingers crossed for Shooty, come from up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, From up the road. I, I'm going to come out and say it, I really really enjoyed The Husbands of River Song. Wow. (laughs) And I'm actually shocked those words are coming out of my (laughs) mouth. But there was a point and I think it was, I'm trying to remember exactly, oh, it was when Matt Lucas first had his head put on the top of the robot Yeah, and they started marching out. And I just went, oh God, I'm I'm liking this. (laughs) And it took me by surprise. But as you said, I think the thing that sells it you know, there's daft panto stuff kind of going on in the background, but if you take it as the doctor sailing through this bonkers, bizarre, he's co- he coasts through this story all the way. He doesn't really have any influence on what's going on at all. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's a terrible analogy, but you know, it's a kind of a Buster Keaton almost. You know, he's on a conveyor belt going through yeah. all these bonkers things that are happening around him, and, and it's everybody like one referring set piece to, to the doc- another, isn't it? Exactly and everyone yeah. referring to the doctor as a, an entity off screen and obviously yeah. all the stuff with river which culminates in that really fantastic scene where she talks about how loving him is like loving yeah. the stars and it's you know you can't expect a sunset to admire you back yeah. and all that i uh, i i absolutely i i will say there were things that i still have an issue with which we'll get right. to yeah I can park those things because they were flashes of red hot anger that I got (laughs) (laughs) rather than like a persistent, you know, begrudging of what I was watching, which I think, you know, this is the second time I've watched this story. Right. So for me, it was almost like watching old Doctor Who for the first time. Okay. I'm far enough removed from who I was then and the issues that I had with the show and probably the way that I voiced them online on twitter on youtube whatever and i just look at it now removed from all of that and maybe an encouragement in myself to be part of like a oh the moffat bandwagon sucks you know yeah and i I know i've been guilty of doing that on this podcast since we restarted (laughs) the whole rod thing but man i really enjoyed it
0: That's that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's a Christmas
1: miracle, Matthew.
0: It really is. It really is. Well, I mean, I'm glad one of us enjoyed it. You know, it would have been... Let's
1: go through the things that we liked, though, because I think I could maybe... We could maybe have a bit of a Ghost of Christmas Past thing going on here. I could maybe turn that that Scrooge persona (laughs) into something a bit lighter and fluffier. So you talked about Peter Capaldi. I'm going to go through... (laughs) I've got bullet point <laughs> i've got bullet points of the things that i loved him doing first of all his face when he first sees river song yeah beautiful grin on his face you don't need any dialogue to tell you the way he feels about her um nardole telling him not to cross his arms you know I've got oh, cross yeah, that, arms. All that's that stuff. a great
0: that's a great line I, I like that
1: yeah and uh don't make puddles was a great line when he, <laughs> yeah, nardole yeah. realizes he's not the surgeon um yeah over-egging his reaction to the TARDIS interior. Yeah. That's when good. he's like, this is my turn. I get to do this now. And he yeah. goes in and is, you know, oh, my brain can't compute what I'm seeing here. You know, yeah, all yeah. that is just magic. I loved it. Slightly, slightly over-baked by Murray, I think. Especially <laughs> towards the end where, yeah. you know, the kind of flourish at the end of that scene like it was a fucking comic routine. And it's like, You know, maybe we don't need a massive, you know, flourish to end that segment.
0: I found that for this whole story is that it is very, the the scoring feels like a cartoon. You know, it feels like a Looney Tunes or a Tom and Jerry where everything has got underscoring. And like you said, you know, that, you know, it it feels like that. Like when they're running, you know, it almost feels like he's on the xylophone going. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it has a, it does have that element of it, um, but then again, you know, when we get to the end and the sort of story, mm. we've you know, we've parked we've parked the main plot and we can get into the character stuff, which is where this story works. I would say, you know, the, you know, as someone who does not like River Song generally as a character, same, um, yeah, you know. So I mean, I've never. <sighs> that's part of the problem as well is that whenever I see that it's a story centric to her, I sort of go, but like. Oh. But, um, you know, they did a really good job, I think, of tying it all together, because this is this is meant to be her penultimate appearance, isn't it, before dying in Silence of the Library. Um, yeah. So it was. It, it does work well how they tie it all together and, you know, the stuff with her diary and that the is nearly full up and, she, you know, all that stuff about, well, the, the man who gave it to me would know how long a diary you would need and all this kind of stuff. Fantastic it, it's great. Line. And, you know, and, and getting the sonic screwdriver... Um, oh yes of course so that's what you mean when you said there's four sonic devices in it I forgot he gives her that one as well so that's his yeah, we've sonic got
1: her sonic. His sonic the future sonic the sonic sunglasses and the sonic trail oh
0: yes the sonic sunglasses as well yeah I did sort of wince
1: a bit when he put those on um, I thought oh, I know. I'd, for- I'd, for- I'd forgotten about those do you um, remember Peter's whole thing about designing that costume not the hmm. one that we see here obviously but the one that we saw in the Rebel Time Lord photos from the initial Series 8 thing, was I want kids to be able to get this costume together easily. And it's like, bro, you are dripping. Like, (laughs) your outfit is tens of thousands (laughs) of pounds. And then to top it all off, I know you could probably get a cheap pair down H&M or down Primark or whatever, but then you've got the flashiest Ray-Bans and their sonic devices on you. I, I mean, I love it. I suppose it's cheaper to do that than to go down Toys R Us and get the over-designed ugly blue sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Um. But, so he gets that at the end of Hellbent, right? And this is the first time we see it in action? This is the first
0: time we see him actually use it. And he only uses it briefly, doesn't he? I think he just uses it at the end when the ship's crashing. Um, yes. And that's a, you know, that's a very Stephen Moffat idea as well, isn't it? The ship, that the, the, the ship is, uh, you've got to have killed people and all this sort of stuff to get passage on this ship. Um... I'm, and, and, and that's fine and I and I think that the production design there in terms of like the aliens is quite good because although they're just aliens in suits you know the mandibles and things it, it works you know
1: um, whoever's playing Fleming I think is great because yes it, the, the, the blue one like what I think I just wrote down blue cunt in my notes because <laughs> he's because he sells them out yeah, you yeah know, he's oh, you bastard? Shit, and it? he's real real shit and then he tries to sell the doctor's head yeah it's very you know Morbius vibes there yeah. Um, I had a couple of other lines uh, that I really liked from Cap. It was um, in the TARDIS <clears throat> when they have Hydroflax's head uh, in a bag, and I loved all that stuff with the, the head in the bag, yeah. um, was, uh, you can't shoot the head in the face. was yeah. a lovely line in isolation. Um, And all the stuff with Scratch from the Harmony Shoal group, yeah. uh, where obviously he pulls his head across. I completely forgot that they came back literally in the the
0: next next story yeah nice how he actually
1: tied that together
0: yeah like when we watched it or when we went on to iplayer to watch it annie saw that uh return of dr mysterio was the next one and she was like wait there's two christmas specials on the trot Mm. i said yeah and she was like what she said "Well, yeah there was no series was there between those two i said no and she's like wow that's like quite a quite an interesting Mm. run of stories to have Husbands of River Song, which is obviously, like I said, quite farcical. And then you've got uh, Doctor Mysterio, which
1: again... That's next Christmas, Matt.
0: Oh, no, please, because that's also shite. I can't <laughs> I can't do it. You know, I love superheroes. I said this last time. I love superheroes, but Doctor Who and superheroes, they shouldn't be meeting, man. That is just, that is not a match made in heaven. That is a match made in Satan.
1: <laughs> let's talk about a match made in heaven. So let's talk a bit about River Song. You, you mentioned that you're not a fan of... And I get that. I'm not overly a fan. Well, well, I think the...
0: I mean, the thing is, I liked her to begin with. I liked her in Science of the Library. I remember at the time being a bit hesitant when they were trying to suggest that the Doctor was married to her. And I was like, what is this madness? Um, But I liked her in The Angel's Story and Pandorica. But it was from series six that I, you know, when... all of a sudden, you know, she was always in it, and it was all this thing. And I was just like, "Oh, I mean, I know she's not really always in series six, but
1: was well, she whole- so integral to that that, that long term booking, isn't
0: that, she? That whole, you know, the melody pond thing, and you know that that was she's obvious. She's the
1: astronaut,
0: yeah. And then she's the astronaut, and you know, I have seen the wedding of River Song probably three times. I could not tell you here and now what that story is about. All I well, know is that, well, just as
1: Matt, because we are doing it next year.
0: Are we? Well, there we go. Um, you know, because all I know is that the doctor dies, but he's definitely not a robot. Turns out to be a robot. I mean, I <laughs> love that. I love Superman. It was <laughs> like, you know, it's not. We've not cheated you or anything. He's he's not going to be a robot or anything. And then he turns out to be a fucking robot. Um, but he's like, well, I guess he's probably thinking, ah, well, he's a little wee man
1: in a robot, so it's not quite the same. <laughs> Um, is it, was it Sylvester McCoy the showrunner at that point? Well, yes, he was. Yeah, a little wee <laughs> robot. Um, yeah, so okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with you. River Song as a concept, I like, but River Song in execution, in execution yeah, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, and I think that some of those aspects, again, they really the only bits that ended up in the list of things I didn't like. Uh, was and it took me back to sort of lines of dialogue of hers. Probably the first time I was like, oh, I don't, don't, I don't know if I like her or the way that she's written was yeah. in uh, The Impossible Astronaut, the whole thing about her being a screamer. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, in in this one, there's uh, the Doctor saying, what do you think about his new appearance? And she's like, well, I've only seen the face. And it's like, yeah. all right, fucking out." Yes. Doctor Who is so horny at this period in time. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, it, it needs to get a room to itself I'm, you know, I'm not a prude and I'm not being sort of overly sensitive <laughs> I don't think but all that stuff that she says about um, the doctor when he when he's formulating a plan and she's like you're thinking stop oh, doing that you know you're a man it looks, it looks weird it, when you think oh, it's like I, fuck off I, like, I hate a, that line no one speaks like that <laughs> yeah. again that's that classic Stephen thing we always just say it's like no human being has ever said that like yeah. that I know that she's from somewhere else, and this is a science fiction series. But fuck off with that sort of shit. I find it really odd when you make the Doctor this the most important person in the universe. That was sort of Stephen's thing for a while. Was yeah, um, you know, the Doctor uh, is the center of everything, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it is the universe and all that. Um, but then you have lines like, "But the Doctor lies." And it's like, oh, that's yeah. very nice. Um, or oh, the Doctor's this, the Doctor's that. E- 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 many of these kind of junctions there is an effort made to kneecap the Doctor bring mm. him down a level but yeah. I don't think you do it by doing lines of dialogue like that because the Doctor isn't just a bloke no you know
0: yeah yeah very much so yeah I mean we both when we were watching it we all, we both went when that line came out because it, it it just feels unnecessary and you know it's still present today it's we had the same thing with the Star Beast when you know that whole this is something a malpresenting Time Lord wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? Who is that for? You know who? Who is actually finding that funny? You know, and what? What is? What's really the gag there? You know? I don't know.
1: There's a there's a room of people going yes like that yeah you know and it's like yeah. okay
0: oh, great. Yeah. oh god don't
1: um uh, <laughs> uh, yeah uh fair play if that honestly if that if that was like I don't I, yeah it's it, It's not alienating because then you can't, you can't say alienating because that's like, okay, uh, cishet white males have owned that show in the fandom since time immemorial. So you can't really get that pissy about it because it's just like, well, it's just another perspective or like another kind of another vibe for the show. But it does just feel like, why? Yeah. It's weird. What have I done apart from (laughs) Everything, you yeah. know, as 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 every, a as every a bad white in the world Yeah, and I to- I totally bear that responsibility, of course. But um, you know, I I I don't necessarily. Oh god, I sound like fucking bolshie saying I don't want Doctor Who to remind me of what a gobshite I am by <laughs> proxy. You know, I mean, it reminds me of how much
0: a gobshite I am by the way that I react to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anything else? Anything else that I liked about this? I like the whole scene when they're having that um, dialogue with the Harmony Shoal bloke over the diamond. Yeah. You know, that's very reminiscent of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom at the start when they've got that, that yeah, whole scene. Yeah. And throughout that whole bit, all I could think of, my God, that actor, his his vocal cords must be fucked at the end of it. Yeah, because,
1: big time, You man. know, he's, doing,
0: he's got a bit of a papalazaro voice going on there. <laughs> Have you got the diamond for me, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I got some pegs for your, for your diamond.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, uh, uh, he was cool. I like I the Harmony Show thing, but immediately I was like, hasn't Stephen done this before? Is this him nicking ideas from himself? And then I realised in an episode's time, obviously they come back. They come back, yeah. And then I was thinking of, uh, the colony, saf dude. Oh and yeah, he's like his head that twists. Is like, oh, that's a bit of a Stephen thing. Is he likes you know stuff that's of people's body spaces, horror sort kind of, of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then obviously through all of this, you've got a dismembered head being carted around, and then various yeah. people getting their heads chopped off and on. T- so you know, from a perspective of Doctor Who's got to be spooky and it's got to scare the kids for Christmas Day. That's yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, definitely. Um what did you think of Greg Davies in this? So I will I will not say that he was miscast, because I don't think that's the right way of putting it. But yeah. I think he should have been given a crazy mohawk, and I think that he should have had a facial tattoo mm. and because he just looks like someone's dad. He doesn't look like <laughs> King Hydroplex, the blah, blah, blah of the muncher of the blah, blah, blah war. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, he's, he's fine, but it does sort of, I don't know. Did, were they sort of like, if we make him up too much, and he's just a disembodied head, people won't realise it's great it babies. Yeah. So maybe they were like, oh, we need to kind of keep him as he is, or maybe he didn't want to, you know, he's already, I've got my hole through a a, a desk for most yeah. of, yeah. you know, my head sticking out through this thing for most of the episode. So, I kind of get that, but I just wish they'd gone it, that a they little got, bit...
0: They got one of Britain's tallest men and then <laughs> most of the story he is probably sat down <laughs> on, his or on his knees <laughs> Yeah, with his head <laughs> popped through the desk. Poor guy. Oh, I mean, obviously we were, pr- we were present at the recording of this story um, mm. way, way back when uh, we visited this the TARDIS set. This isn't like the set. ninth
1: time we brought this up. There should be a bingo card. How many times have we brought <laughs> yeah, up who we on the TARDIS set?
0: Um, and of course we saw the hole in the console. And Peter Capaldi, you know, very enigmatically put his fist through it and said, you may have noticed there's a hole in the console. And maybe that's for something coming up very soon. Um, or whatever he said. It's on my maybe. Channel. Maybe
1: he said something like... Uh, uh maybe somebody's head could fit here or something yeah. like that. You know. Maybe it's just the right size for someone's head.
0: Or maybe or maybe it's a glory hole for a rat hole. <laughs> I don't know, that's in you. <laughs> Um After Clara yeah.
1: goes, the doctor goes on a bit of a, a bit of an odd one. Goes through all the X's. He's <laughs> lonely. Oh, well, that was interesting. We were talking about that when we did um uh Hellbent, like Clara and the 12th Doctor love each other? Is that like yeah. a, what did they say to each other? All that sort of stuff. It'd be interesting yeah. to go back and watch more of that tenure and mm, follow that. Piece it all together. Obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think he
1: does. I think he does.
0: He does love her. Yes, in the, yes. In the way, and I think this is something that I do like with this story, that the idea that the way that the Doctor loves his companions... You know, it is not the love that we understand as human beings. Obviously, this is what River's saying, isn't she? That you know, how 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 can this being love little old yeah. me, sort of thing? Um, which I like. I do appreciate that. Um, so yeah, there's some. There are some nice moments in it. I would be, I would be, you know, remiss if I did not say that there were elements that weren't worth, you know, talking about.
1: So what did you think of Greg Davis?
0: What did I think of Greg Davis? Kind of wasted, really. Um, but then again, I've never. I really think he's thought in much- it enough. He's in it enough, but then again, I mean, I've never really thought much of him as an actor. I love him as a comedian, um, mm. but I've never, I've never watched any of his shows, like his his scripted stuff, and I've never really enjoyed it. You know, I mm. he did that show with Rick Mel and. Never really... I was
1: going to say, there's one or two lines in this where he's definitely channeling Rick. Yeah. Um, you can see it in his face because he was such a fan of his and, yeah. you know, he takes after him in terms of his comedy. He's admitted as much, like mm. his facial expressions and his yeah. delivery. There are a couple of lines where I was like, oh, this part is made for Rick. You yeah. know, it's like, if you got the Rick from those Bombardier beer adverts yeah. and put him yeah, yeah, in yeah. this, he would be pitch perfect for this part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been great, uh, and you know, it's just still a tragedy, isn't it, that Rick Mell never got to to be in Doctor
1: Who, even if he. And can you imagine all the stuff with Alex <laughs> Kingston saying all those nights of passion? Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, it would have been magic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been it. I think that would have elevated it just enough for me to be like, "Oh, this is fine," because this is Rick Mel. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Um. Talking of wasted, though. Should we talk very, very briefly about Matt Lucas? Because yes. I remember when we reviewed Husband's River Song, obviously we didn't know that he was going to come back for Series 10. No. Um, I didn't know he was going to come back for Return of Doctor Mysterio. No, um, yeah. But I think I remember saying that, that it's a shame his mark on Doctor Who is being in this one shitty part where he was kind of wasted. Yeah. Um, I mean, crazy to think how wrong I was considering this would be the first of many appearances. But I think he is used well considering... This isn't the last time we see him, but probably underutilized in isolation. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, he's an odd character, isn't he? Really, because of his his persona shifts quite dramatically between this story and the next time we see him. You know, he becomes far more grounded from the next story onwards. Um, I mean, he works. He works well in this as you know the the comedy sort of funny man to i mean it's not even like a double act with the doctor there is elements of that um but just a sort of like the sniveling sidekick he he mm. to, he he works well um do you I mean, think I,
1: he was brought back maybe because he worked well with peter or there was a good because they do seem to have something got- on screen
0: Yeah, in that in that whole scene where you know, like you said about, oh, you know, stop crossing your arms. I can't. I can't. I've got cross arms. You know that whole scene, that exchange, that works really well between the two of them. So I wonder if it was that. that.
1: The Nardole we see, really, isn't it later down the line?
0: Yeah, Um, you know, and I think Matt Lucas, you know, he he reduces. You know, he's a bit more like this, isn't he, in this story? And then I think he Uh, he, he reduces. He pulls back on that because I guess you couldn't have too much of
1: that in the the main show when he's Anyone's ever seen his silent comedy show Pompadour which has Alex McQueen big Finish master oh yeah. as right. his, as his butler um it got panned but it's you know it, it, it's like six episodes and it's him trying to do a silent comedy thing but yeah. this is like Pompadour Matt Lucas playing Nardol here versus I guess actory Matt Lucas I've never really seen him do anything beyond you know I like it you know, that's kind Yeah, of, yeah. And being in, on the bake-off.
0: <laughs> being on the bake-off, yeah. Um, No, I don't know if I've ever seen him do any, you know, serious stuff.
1: I think he did Les Mis on
0: Broadway he did, for a he while. Did, he did do Les Mis. Um, but again, even that part, although it's like, you know, it is ins- a, 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 a sort of horrible, insidious part. It is a comic part as well. So, right. you know, he is, he's still okay. playing playing t- to type a bit, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I certainly, I th- probably because I knew where Nardole was going, I think I probably didn't mind him anywhere near as much this time round. Um,
1: I yeah, liked the I, scene of him being held at gunpoint by his own body. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was
0: that Because yeah, that that's that was quite fun.
1: horrible, you know? Like he's got yeah. no control over, because the baddie of this story is, Greg Davis is kind of the secondary villain. Like the mm. the big bad is the big the slumbering robot creature, yeah. um, which I think is dispatched pretty poorly because, it, like, the, the Doctor uses the credit that Harmony Shoal lot gave him, yeah, uh, gave them to pay for the diamond in uh, Greg Davis's head. Which, just as a quick sideline, we're getting very sidetracked. But I, you know, Stephen Moffat, uh, I, I get that you probably watched. Um, the world is not enough before writing this but you didn't need to make it so fucking obvious <laughs> you have a scene with a hologram where they look at the projectile embedded in his head oh yes and then you do a bit later on where you say he's it's it's still moving in his head and yeah. it's getting closer and closer to a point where he will end up dying yeah Um. it, it was just a bit like oh, all, all right you know there's there's influence <laughs> and then there's fucking ripping <laughs> off like straight out of a Bond movie Um. but yeah, uh, th- 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 that was really weird. He, like, puts the credit ball yeah. in the neck hole of the robot <laughs> and then says, you're absorbing all of the different markets and, uh, you know... All the, he got killed by the f- <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got killed by the FTSE 100 and it's like, oh, f- yeah. great, you know. So what? Uh, it was a bit of a lame ending.
0: Yeah. And then for for them to end up as bloody butlers
1: on the... Uh, on oh, Derillion. I know. But I think that's just... It's Christmas Day. You can't kill everybody off. I mean, they've no. already had their heads oh, no, no, severed no, from their bodies. No, you know, but
0: but I mean, I I think is is that more of an indignity that you know they he, you know these poor. P- I'm trying to actually like get, get them a body, Doctor Who. Don't um don't <laughs> just say like, well, I'll just punk you here and you can just uh, be the. Well, he doesn't CD. mind
1: doing it. He doesn't mind doing it to Ramon. I think his name is because. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, he's just there to make him feel jealous. So it's like the Doctor saying, "Yeah, what could, what can you do to River when you're just a head." Yes. Well, let's not. Yeah, you say, say, that, say something? That Stephen
0: Moffat will be there uh, furiously typing
1: when he writes his one episode for a series. I can't remember which one it is now. Anyway, um, yes, let's let's not. Uh, yeah, were you going to say something there before about Greg or or Matt Lucas? No, no. Um, uh,
0: before, I mean, I guess we'll talk about Deryllium and that whole yes. thing. But before we get into that, uh a few little uh, a production error that I noticed oh. whilst watching this story. Um which I guess I mean is well, it is a production error. So when the ship is crashing, and they have that whole bit with the TARDIS, and uh he teleports her to the TARDIS, she parks the TARDIS in, on the deck of the ship, uh the flight deck. And then he goes inside and all that kind of stuff. And then they decide, actually, this ship is not worth saving. Let's just get in the TARDIS and we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, which is quite nice. Um, seeing as they are, it is a spaceship full of bloody mass murderers and crooks. Um, when they go inside, we get a shot from inside the TARDIS, just of the doors. So they run in and they shut the doors behind them. The windows of the TARDIS are boarded up. And I was like, what? Why? They've got just white wood over the top. I was like, that's weird. And then I realized what they must have done is um, rather than shoot it on the console room set, they had the prop TARDIS on the set Ah. of the flight deck. And they must have said, let's take the back wall out of the police box prop and we'll shoot it that way. But of course, the police box prop doesn't, has got this board behind the glass to illuminate Mm. the windows. So I was like, ah, only a a sad git thing to notice. I think you can also see a few like cable. You see a few cables as well trailing down where Peter is. You're like, oh yeah, you shouldn't be seeing that stuff. That's
1: uh, that's like turning that's turning the lights on. What what I think happened here is that Matt enjoyed it a lot more than he thought he would, and he's just finding things (laughs) to pick holes in.
0: (laughs) And then and then when they land on Derrillium at the restaurant, um, they they I like the whole bit. Yeah, that's great. It's lovely. They shoot that whole scene outside the console room set.
1: Ah, so they just put the drapes up. They
0: put the drapes around the the outside nice. of the console room, just around the doors. Yeah, uh, and that way you get the better perspective of the, of the. And I guess it you know only
1: needs to be a small set, doesn't it? The restaurant. Exactly. I I, I like that whole bit where you know he lands on the planet. Gets in the TARDIS, zooms ahead a little bit. Yes. The guy with the hard hat comes along. He gives in the diamond. You should build a restaurant here. Yeah. Gets in, flies to the date where it's open. Uh, oh, sorry, we're booked up for four years, puts yeah. the date in, and then it's very curse of fate or death, that isn't it? It's very like I break the architect first. Very um, much so.
0: Um no, I, that's like that. Great. And I
1: like the way that whole scene is shot and scored where, you know, yeah. he's he's going back to the console and checking on River and then Parking the handbrake and then walking yeah. to the door and then coming back again. I yeah. I, I liked that whole sequence. I thought that was beautiful. And then of course it leads into the twenty-four years on Durrillian bit, which yeah. um we'll get to comments from Rodders in, in just a second about what they thought of it. But that scene is is mentioned constantly in the comments about you know w- what a striking moment it is and you know yeah. one of the 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 more touching moments certainly from this era of the show but pr- from the program generally. Uh, yeah. Did you say that Annie got a bit teary-eyed towards the end?
0: She did, yeah. She got teary-eyed. Uh, and I, I went, oh, come on. Put yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, she she did get a bit teary-eyed. And, I mean, and it is lovely. But I mean, I just don't think... I have never been able to connect particularly strongly to that relationship. So it doesn't mm. quite have the same effect on me. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was like The Doctor and Rose, I'd probably be, be blubbing myself. But um, I'd never quite felt the same thing with those two. Um, what about you? Did you shed
1: a tear or were you
0: stony-hearted like me?
1: No, I thought it was touching. I didn't feel yeah. overly... Boo, 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 ...about it. You know, yeah. I, 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 I I liked it for the sentiment that it's, it's romantic and it's touching. It's not red-hot and raunchy with a couple of sizzling <laughs> gypsies thrown in. You know, it's like pretty... <laughs> It's 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 tame, you know. Mm. Like it's um, but it's very sweet. Yeah. And you know, when he says, you know, a, a night lasts twenty four years, and her reaction to that is 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 lovely. Yeah. Um. You know, she's like all of the bunking we're gonna do, my love. Um. And <laughs> cause, well, so I assume that's all they do for the next twenty four years. That's kind of the insinuation. I guess. <laughs> she's like, I guess so. you know, we've got we've got one more night left together. This is the last night we spend together. What yeah. else does that mean? You know, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just 24 years of constant shagging. Um, <laughs> so I I like that. I do have to say, I, I love the sentiment of um, happily ever after. And yeah. that whole thing of we lived happily, you know, yes. forever doesn't mean anything, you know, yeah. as long as we're living happily in the moment, that's all that counts. And that's yeah. all that matters. But I think it is undercut. or well, I don't know what the right word is. I think it's slightly ruined by that caption at the end because, you know, you get that and they lived happily ever after caption mm. at the end where it gets blown yes. away by the snow. Yeah. And I just thought, I got it Yeah, when you said it. I didn't need yeah. to see that because that jolted me out of it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a TV show. You know, yeah, yeah, when Doctor Who does stuff like that, I'm not adverse to it, but it does remind you, it takes you out of the... <sighs> It goes a bit meta in that way, you know? Yeah. Um, And I, I I thought you've made your point. You don't need to hammer it home. It was lovely as it was. So I thought that was slightly ruined. It's like, just in case everybody in Rose Ed did get the point we were making.
0: Yeah. I mean, now it was interesting actually when that caption came up because I was reminded of a rumor on Gallifrey base that came out. Can you remember this? And I don't know if, you know, people in the comments might be able to spread some light on this. Um, Spread some light? Shed some light. Wow, mixed metaphor there. Um, (laughs) Can you remember the rumour that was... This was potentially the last episode of Doctor Who. That there was some uncertainty within the BBC about whether or not Doctor Who would carry on in the way that it had been produced. And there was this idea that they would... Drop Peter, I guess potentially drop Stephen, and change the way that they produced it entirely. And the idea was that they would do a series of specials, and each special would have a big celebrity name as the incumbent Doctor.
1: Can you remember this? That is ringing a bell. Uh, but yeah. I do remember going through the research for this earlier. Yeah, part of that Private Eye report was that there were going to be a series of specials following this. Right. And that, I don't know if it was Private Eye that reported it, but it looked like the rumour at the time was that the BBC wanted to get shot of Stephen. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I you know, God knows if that's true. It probably isn't, um, because he was making them an awful lot of money between Doctor Who and Sherlock. Yeah. Um. But I can see this as being a finale for... I mean, certainly for River Song's character, but I could also see it as being a finale for the Twelfth Doctor. So that doesn't surprise me, although I don't yeah. totally buy it, you know.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a weird one, and you, I and I wonder if it is that thing of just like oh, this pe- this is people retrospectively speculating just because of that end caption, and we all live, you know, and they lived happily.
1: So who knows? But I thought people it was- who were in the know. You know that our, our DMs are open and that, that we are safe. <laughs> we do not leak stuff on this channel. So, you know. Just yeah. let us know what was going on. <clears throat> um
0: Yeah. But otherwise, I, I, I liked the stuff at the end. Uh yeah. It was it was sweet. It was the it was the it's the highlight of the story for me, I think. That that last moment. And I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people.
1: Um, I don't know if you want to tell me what people on Twitter had to say. I was just about to say on that, let's turn to Twitter. Uh, Ellie Tardis Monkey, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Underrated Christmas classic that has a strong love and heartfelt ending. It sums up the perfect pairing of River and the 12th Doctor. Again, friend of the show, David Burgess. I was having a good Christmas until I had to sit and watch this. Uh, Chris (laughs) Topher, absolutely love it. Uh, Captain Dylan Hunt, uh, that would have been a perfect series finale or the doctor and the widow in the wardrobe either one i don't know what you're smoking dylan but can you please let me know uh james at what is that i actually quite enjoy this one the moment where river realizes 12 is the doctor is fantastic i agree i think yeah that's beautiful. Re- that is and lovely. i love the way that it's kind of threatened that they're going to tell her that you know she's going to find out before she realizes and i yeah. love the fact that steven just lets that Bit unfold and she finds out naturally just by looking at him and yeah. it's that kind of oh there is a real bond here like she just needs to look at his face and know yeah you know that's that's it it's him i i love that um in general i think she works quite well with 12 and i wish they got more time together i agree james uh byron davis uh the husband's river song is a hilarious over-the-top farce that has been laughing the whole way through Capaldi and Kingston play off each other marvellously and the whole romp is tied up beautifully with that touching final scene. Not a perfect ep, but too fun to hate, especially for Christmas. Uh, Ben Lewis, as a River Song not fan, I was apoplectic with rage when they announced their return for this. To this day, I can't believe that it ended up being one of my all-time favourite episodes. Wow! Uh, And finally, from Lucas quite possibly one of the worst Christmas specials, if not episodes. Gosh, Everything okay. annoying about River is in this. The writing is poor. You don't care for any of the characters. Waste of Greg Davis as a guest star. Only standout moment is when 12 reacts to the TARDIS and that's it. But I tell you what, scrolling through, it is either I love this or I hate this. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's a, that it's doesn't a shock one. me. No. Yeah, that doesn't shock me, but I, I am glad to see that those two schools of thought that I've existed in—one being this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me personally—and it was a personal <laughs> attack on me—and then uh, coming back to it now and going, "Ah, oh, you know what? That was great. Um, I'm glad that I, I'm not alone in those two very different schools of thought." But it's yeah. just a—it's an evolution of of taste and you know the way you look at things and and maybe not taking things so seriously anymore. We could all learn a lesson about that, I suppose, especially around Christmas. Yeah, um, and, and I think it's easier
0: yeah. to evaluate it with distance from from the era as well, you know. I, I mean, I think mm. I think when you're, when, you know, we, we've said it several times that this whole era, we're not quite 100% on board with anyway. So I think when you've got, you've got that hanging over your head already and you're sort of, you're almost sort of building yourself up to be disappointed a bit, aren't you? Because if you feel a bit let down already by other things, you know, as soon as there's that element where you don't like something, then the, then the whole you know thing of cards comes crashing down, and you're just like, oh well, then I, do, I hate this. Um, I mean, I I don't know if I'm necessarily I, if I aggressively hate it as much as I once did. Um, as a bit of Christmas fluff, I think okay, it's fine. It's it's probably still one of the weaker Christmas specials for me. I do think Russell probably does Christmas specials slightly better. Um, I definitely think you know when we watched uh, Christmas Invasion a few years back, but then obviously we did um, Runaway Bride last year, didn't we? You no, know, I, I think I had more of a fun time with those. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a funny one, but hey, it's a Christmas special at the end of the day.
1: And that's all that matters. It's about a season of good cheer, perpetual hope, um, and arguing with complete strangers on Twitter by the looks of it. Anyway, yeah. um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Review of Death, uh, yeah. a Doctor Who podcast. Uh, I won't do all the spiel because that is Matt's remit. Uh, but I would like to say... Um, It's not the last episode of the year, but I think we'll probably be quite heavily focused on uh, the church on Ruby Road when it comes out. So yeah, um, I would just like to say on a personal note, thank you to everybody who has listened to, watched, commented, subscribed, rated, shared the podcast in 2023. Obviously it was a big sea change with me moving to New Zealand, but um, between the stuff we've been doing on Patreon and the stuff we've been doing um on the regular podcast. Uh it's been a joy and it's it never stops being a joy. So thank you all for for kind of keeping um keeping it going because we do it for the love of it and we do it because we get to hang out. But yeah, you know, it's always nice to see
0: but, how uh, it's received
1: yeah. on the other side of things.
0: Definitely. You know, I just yeah, I echo everything you said. And yeah, just a, a huge thank you everybody. And um, yeah. Thank you for sharing it and liking it because that obviously helps us a lot. I mean, gets more people watching it, uh, which is always nice, um, and more people interacting. And it's always lovely to see your comments, uh, whether you agree with us or don't uh, or do disagree with us. You know, it's always good fun to see what other people think. Um, yeah, so thank you everybody, and thank you to everyone who
1: signed up on the Patreon because that is amazing. Um, I we know we just l- hit three hundred. Wow! Uh, oh paid patrons on the platform, which is nuts. Um, We've got lots of plans for twenty twenty four. We're gonna yeah. start our red dwarf stuff, we're gonna start our Bond stuff. Obviously we've still got all our Doctor Who nonsense going on over there as well. Yeah. Um, but there's a huge back catalogue. We've said it before, we plug it a lot, but yeah. it is I think definitely worth worth the investment of of going over and having a look at least. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot to enjoy there if you if you enjoy the podcast um anyway. Um, yeah.
0: And I, I think we said this when we recorded our last one, the Patreon stuff. Seems slightly more um, X rated. Yeah, no holds barred, maybe. In Too respects. hot for TV. Too hot for TV. Too hot for YouTube. Um, yeah, you know, we, we 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 do go a bit bit bonkers on that. Uh, we don't get anything really, out, but you know. No, no, not yet. Anyway,
1: <laughs> not yet once the, once the Patreon numbers start dipping we'll we'll become desperate yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. we will be the 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 rod rod, <laughs> rod, <only fans. laughs> rod of um, yeah so uh, thank thank you everybody for that uh, and you know again if you enjoyed this please like subscribe tell your friends tell your grandparents tell your pets you know we you know we're, we've 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 had a quite a good run lately with the new series. Oh my God, through we,
1: November, we... yeah. Like basically, it, there's no point saying you're fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. We've been yeah. out here, bro. And, you know, between the Patreon and obviously the regular show, it's been a busy November and we're yeah. looking forward to seeing what 2024 brings, obviously. So keep an eye out on socials for upcoming plans. We've got the Roddies coming up in the new year. I'm sure yes. we'll do a, a little run through of... Doctor Who in, in 2023 and, and the yeah. review of Death in 2023 as well. Yeah. will um, be a big there's, one there's as lots. well. It will be a big one. There'll be a lot to discuss there. Yeah. Um your favorite installment of Doomsday? Any, anybody? Hello? Hello? <laughs> um, I, I
0: completely forgot that happened. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> Oh,
0: wow. We'll get I'm right sure, into it. We'll give I'm, it its
1: it's uh, two cents, you know. I,
0: I'm sure by the time we k- get to actually recording the Roddies, I will have forgotten Doomsday again. And I'll be like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So there we go. Thank you, everybody, uh, for, for supporting us this year. It's been absolutely incredible. And uh, we will join you again, like Billy said, before Christmas. Well, not before Christmas, but over the before Christmas the period, uh, before the new year, uh, to talk about the Church on Ruby Road, Shooty Gatwa's first proper story as the Doctor, which is incredibly exciting. Uh, and obviously, I'm sure we'll be singing the Goblin song uh, in perpetuum, kind of ab uh, leave it to me alright okay uh, I'll try and learn the words so that when we do the Church on Ruby Road I'll, I'll come in singing I'll put a blonde wig on as we will try well.
1: and open with it I think should we try and open yeah. the podcast with it
0: <laughs> um, yes so thank you all have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and have a nice break from the usual dirge of <laughs> real life
1: <laughs> <laughs> life
0: yeah uh, right we'll see you then take care Bye-bye. bye
1: bye bye